Welcome to the Anchored Podcast with Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I am so excited that you've tuned in, and it is my prayer that these messages will always help you to remain anchored, regardless of what storm or what season you're navigating. I pray that God would speak to your heart today and that you will never, ever, ever be the same again. Stay connected to Fellowship Chicago. This is Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I pray you stay anchored. Peace, peace. There, 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 there is a word God has given me, and I'm so excited to see your faces as I preach this word today. I'm excited to watch your responses as I, uh, as I try to preach this today. It's a little off the beaten trail for me, a different style, but there is a message that God has given me for the house and I want to release it. It's different, different style for me. You know, I normally go to one text, but we're going to move around today because there's some key scriptures that God wants me to pour into us. And the title of today's message is simply, you've got to do something. You, 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 you've got to do something. Tell the person beside you, say, you've got to do something. Got to do something. I, I know y'all miss talking to your neighbors since I've been gone, but you better get ready to talk to them today. Come on, touch yourself. Say, I got to do something. I've got to do something. The thesis of the message is simply this. You have not been saved to be soothed. You've been saved to serve. You have not been saved just to be soothed. You've been saved to serve. For my note takers, you might want to write that down. That's the thesis. What did Pastor talk about today? He talked about how if I am a Christian, I have got to do something for the Lord. I cannot be content and comfortable just being a pew member. I cannot give my life to Christ and then do nothing for Christ but demand Christ do everything for me. And in this 21st century church, that's what happens. We ask, bless me, keep me, promote me, enlarge my territory. We want God to do everything for us. And the question is, what do we do for God? And, 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 and here's why I think God has led me here, and I just need you to rock with me today, because it's going to be, a, um, I think it's going to be a message that can really empower you. As we move into the church anniversary celebration, I can't help but think about the fabric that makes up Fellowship Chicago. Reverend Evans taught his members, you cannot be a member of this church and not do something. It was instilled. Where, where my Reverend Evans folks who were around here for those 50 years, a part of those 50 years when he was here, did he not instill that if you join this ministry, you got to do something. You got to go to the kitchen. You got to help with freely give. You better jump in the choir. You got to be an usher. You got to work the parking lot. You got to be busy in Sunday school. Matter of fact, we, what, what did we have back in the day? We had clubs. And really, the, 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 the black history of clubs was that so many people came from the South to the Midwest that it was a way to keep people feeling connected after they had left their home. They found new home in a new city. 
So some of you who are a part of the church that say, well, I don't feel connected. Well, what have you connected to? If you're at this church and you don't feel connected past Sunday, it's because you probably have not connected with the ministry. Back in the day, it was called clubs. Now we have ministries, but that's where you serve. That's where you work. That's where you dedicate your time. And then Pastor Jenkins came along, 20 years of his ministry, and everybody knows his favorite quote for those 20 years. You could probably say it to me without me saying it to you. What was it? Teamwork. He kept the legacy of service alive, meaning don't put it all on one person. What he was trying to tell you was, you ain't going to kill me. And now he got braids in his hair, looking younger than everybody. I've, I've never seen a pastor pastor for 20 years and look as young and vibrant as Pastor Charles Jenkins. I have never seen it in my life. Normally, we leave out of here on canes and leaning because it's stressful. And Pastor Jenkins instilled in the church teamwork. Makes the dream work. And that might be why his braids look so good right now. Because he instilled, I'm y'all laughing, I'm dead serious. He instilled that we do this together. And then here comes the third pastor fellowship reminding us, you've got to do. And the line that I always would tell us, especially through the pandemic, was this, we're in this thing together. That's my line. We're in this thing together, which means if we're part of the body of Christ, we've got to be together. You have some work to do. Let me tell you about the legacy of fellowship. Deacon Linda Denard is my executive assistant. For the last three months, she has not been in church because she's had to have some treatments for a cancer that most of us don't even know she has. She has been working for the last few years as Pastor Jenkins' executive assistant, my executive assistant, she won't mind me sharing this. I asked her, is she okay with me telling her story, with the disease called multiple melanoma. It is a bone cancer. And this summer, the cancer started becoming more aggressive. She had to take some time away to have a bone marrow transplant. She had to have some serious surgery so that her body could continue to fight. And do you know all Deacon Linda wants to do is get back to her office and make sure she can help her pastor. Do you know while she was sick in the hospital, she was making sure while I was on sabbatical, moving through the summer, she ain't even supposed to be working right now. She's still handling business for me. Because at this church, we believe and being dedicated and serving. I will never forget at the funeral a few weeks ago of Mama Daniels. God bless Mama Daniels' memory. We missed her, we missed her as soon as she left. That's how big of a personality she was. She was a member of this church 64 years of the 72. The church start, come on, we can clap for that. I'm not going to be long. By 9.15, if I'm not in the wind, I'm going to be through. We pray. <laughs> Don't be looking at your watch now talking about, oh, Lord. <laughs> Mama Daniels passed. Her daughter, typically named Nisi, nicknamed Nisi, real name Denise. Nisi serves every funeral. Every funeral. She wears a nurse's uniform. She stands at the head of the casket with tissue and allows other families to get the tissue and the assistance they need to make it through the funeral. Well, I'm looking for Nisi on the morning of Mama Daniels' funeral. I don't see her until I get to Mama Daniel's casket. Where is her daughter serving at the foot, at the head, rather, of her mama's casket? 
She said she stood at the head of the casket because her mama told her, if y'all don't do what I told you to do with everything I told you to do, don't stand at the foot because I'm going to kick you. She's standing at the head of the casket doing what? Serving. On the day she has to bury her mother. Deacon Gilliam works the parking lot. A few weeks ago before my sabbatical, Deacon Gilliam lost his sister. The morning that he lost his sister, I'm expecting Deke to get on the road, go to Ohio, be with his family, stay home, take in the grief. I get to church, Deacon Gilliam meets me at my car saying I just had to be in church. Y'all going to catch me in a minute. I'm talking about the legacy of service that exists at Fellowship Chicago. It gets even deeper. Miss Vanessa Wilson has been taking care of the music ministry since Elder Vassar is recovering from his new kidney transplant. <laughs> Vanessa Wilson, another woman of God, not looking for the spotlight. You probably can't clap because you don't know who she is. You don't even know what she looks like. But without Miss Vanessa Wilson, since Elder's away healing, the music ministry would have not had any continuity or togetherness if she had not been behind the scenes holding down the ministry. Now watch it. Watch it now. Her mother is at home sick and she is the primary caretaker. And I talked to her just to call and check on her while I was on sabbatical. I said, Miss Vanessa, I'm riding along and I'm thinking about you. How you doing? She said, Pastor, I have good days and I have bad days. But yesterday something was needed at the church. I made sure mama was good, set her up in the chair, told her I'm running by the church. She ran up to the church while taking care of her mama to make sure something at this church was taken care of. That's the kind of legacy of service at Fellowship. I'm going somewhere. Pastor Pope, since Deacon Linda has been out, and I don't have an executive assistant right now from June, July, all of August, that don't mean I sat down and stopped moving. So he's the executive pastor of Fellowship Chicago, handling things for the ministry, but also added on being my personal executive assistant on top of everything he already has to do. We did not give him a raise. I'm t we'll talk about that. God bless you. But yesterday, I asked him to handle some things because some guests were coming. I said, listen, we got some guests coming at the 11 o'clock service. Make sure they got parking. Make sure they got a seat. And they hit me. I said, this ain't even his job. I said, thank you for doing more than your job requires you to do in this season. Guess what his response was to me? I'm doing what's needed in this season. That's the kind of executive pastor you have and you ought to turn up and thank God for a spirit without a bigger check. He's here to serve. And it ain't been easy because he worked with me. The question I'm asking is, out of all the people I just named, the youngest person on that list is Pastor Pope. And I'm afraid that if the older generation leaves fellowship. Will faithful, dedicated, committed members leave also? Who's left among us that understands I cannot be a Christian and, do, and not do something for Jesus? 
Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I told you I'm going to dance around. Here it is, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I'm going to do the NRSV sometimes. I'm going to do the Message Bible sometimes. Just walk with me. We're going to have some fun. It's the year fun. Let's have it. Here it is, Romans 12, chapter 1, NRSV, version, media team. I'm warning you already. I'm moving fast, so y'all got to help me. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, NRSV, Message Bible. This is what it says. I appeal to you, therefore, NRSV. This is Paul writing to the Romans church. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God. Watch it. Come on, read with me to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God which is your see we love to worship get down to the altar and cry and lift our hands watch it here's another definition of worship presenting your body as a living sacrifice so worship is just not a song or a cry a tear and a wave of a hand worship is your life so whatever I do for the Lord, that is my worship. In the Old Testament, whenever they wanted to give a sacrifice, they would get a dead animal. They would get a, a bull or a turtle dove or, or some kind of animal, a cow, a heifer, or some kind of animal. They would kill that animal, a lamb even. They would kill that lamb and they would present to God a dead sacrifice. And the blood of that animal would atone for the sins of the people. Are y'all listening? Paul gets over in the New Testament and says, no, 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 no. God does not need any more dead sacrifices. You are the sacrifice, so what you've got to do is present your bodies as a lit. Come on, holler at me, 8 o'clock living sacrifice so when I'm working with the youth ministry when I'm serving on the back door when I'm working in the parking lot ministry when I'm singing at 8 o'clock after I went to sleep at 12.30 and I'm low key tired and I'm fighting to stay awake right now but I'm here, I'm doing it because my life is a living sacrifice somebody behind that mask shout sacrifice the problem with the Christian church in the 21st century is we love to shout but we don't know anything about sacrifice Sacrifice means I might have to lose something, but I trust I'm going to gain something later. Sacrifice means it's not about me, but I'm going to show up, I'm going to give, I'm going to do what I got to do. Because if Jesus could sacrifice his whole life to the point of death, I can sacrifice a piece of my life. And the pandemonium messed us up, didn't it? Because church became convenient. We were in here doing everything. The music ministry, the preachers, the media team, sound ministry. We just had y'all covered. All you had to do was sit on your couch, tune in, and some of y'all couldn't do that. Because Christianity has become too convenient. We like to compare the church to a fast food restaurant. I click what I want, and as long as I get what I want, I stay. But the minute I don't get what I want, I'm gone. Because it don't touch me no more. I'm not fed. I don't feel like that's the place for me to be anymore. You ain't here for you to get what you want. This ain't Burger King. You can't have it your way. This ain't McDonald's. You ain't always going to be loving it. But when you're a child of God, you say, I'm here not just to get. I'm here to give. So maybe that's why a Mama Daniels could stay at a church for 64 years and not be a church hopper. That's why uh, Ann Warren, Miss Ann Warren sitting over here can be a member for almost 68, 69 years. It's because she knows I'm not here to be pleased. I'm here to live in purpose. Uh oh, y'all don't like me today? 
We must do something for the Lord. That's the first point. Why, why must we do something for the Lord? Because Mark chapter 10 verse 45 says this. For the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom. For many, that word ransom means to pay off a debt. He came to pay off a debt for us. The son of man came not to be served, but to serve. Another version says, Jesus, the son of man, this is a nickname for Jesus. Jesus didn't come to be ministered to. He came to minister to others. He came to serve, not be served. Watch what King said in the, in the sermon, Drum Major Instinct. He preached this text about, yeah, the context of this text is John and James, the brothers uh, of Zebedee, wanted to ask Jesus, hey, when you come into your kingdom, can you make sure we got two seats beside you? Jesus said, you don't even know what you're asking for. He said, you don't even know what you're asking for. And then later on he says, no, 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 this is not about you having a seat. This is about you being willing to serve. He said, the greatest among you will be the what? Watch what Dr. King says in the sermon, Drum Major Instinct. This is what he says. And so Jesus gave us a new norm of greatness. If you want to be important, wonderful. If you want to be recognized, wonderful. If you want to be great, wonderful. But recognize that he who is greatest among you shall be the servant. King says, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. says, that's a new definition of greatness. And this morning, the thing I like about it, this Dr. King, but the thing that I like about it, by giving that definition of greatness, it means that everybody can be great because everybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject, subject and your verb agree to serve. You don't have to know Plato and Aristotle to serve. You don't have to know Einstein's theory of relativity to serve. You don't have to know the second theory of thermodynamics in physics to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love and you too can be a servant. Why must I do something for the Lord? Because Jesus set the example that he did not come to be served. He came to serve. Here's the longest scripture I'm going to probably ever read in the history of a Sunday morning church service. But I need you to get this. Why must we do something for the Lord? 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 through 31. Let's read together. Come on, let's read together. It's a lot, but when I tell you it's going to shout you, it's so good. Let's read together. One, two, three, read. You can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Paul is writing to the church of Corinth, and he's trying to let them know, hey, if you are part of the body of Christ, you're part of the Christian church, you got to do something. Let's keep reading. Your body has... Has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still, it's exactly the same with Christ. Come on, keep reading. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaimed in word and action when we were. Come on, keep reading real, real loud. Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we all come to drink. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive. It's about to get real good. Let's read. Read it loud like your neighbor's sleep. I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. 
A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If foot said, I'm not elegant like hand embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong to this body, what would that make it so? If ear said, I'm not beautiful like the eye, transparent and expressive, I don't deserve a place on the head, would you want to remove it from the body? If the body was all eye, how could it hear? If all ear, how could it smell? As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right. We can stop right there. So you walking around here talking about, well, I don't think I fit. I don't think, you know, well, they more important. They're, listen, here's the revelation. The spirit of celebrity has no place in the church. Do I need to reround again? Do I need to rewind that? The spirit of celebrity has no place in God's church. There are no big eyes and little U's. If somebody sits in the seat you think belongs to you because you got to church late, guess what you do that Sunday? Find another seat. Because that Sunday, somebody got to church early and decided the front row on the left side is where they wanted to sit. Now, unless they're in my seat, that's the only seat that you got to move from. And really, I don't care about that because it ain't about where you sit, it's where you serve. And everybody can't be an eye. You might be an ear. You might be a knee. You might be a hand. You might be a hair follicle. You might be a big toe. You might be a hip. You might be a thigh. But what allows the body of Christ to be strong is when everybody brings their individual gifts to the table, the body is strong because you're holding down your part of the body. So there's no place for celebrity in God's church. Here's the second revelation. Unity always has to be the priority. Wherever mess and dissension and drama slips in God's church, you can know immediately the devil is at work. Because the Bible says God is not the author of what? Confusion. I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Come on, stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is God's will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. Tell the person beside you, you are And if you are part of the body of Christ, we've got to operate in that way. 1 Samuel 12, 24. 1 Samuel 12, 24. Yep, yep, yep. 1 Samuel 12, 24. 1 Samuel 12, 24. Here's what it says. NRSV version. Only fear the Lord. Samuel is giving his last address to Israel. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. I feel like preaching. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. For consider what great things he's done for you. The question I'm answering is why you must be a servant of the Lord. Why you've got to do something. Put it back on the screen. Here's what Samuel tells Israel on his way to his deathbed, on his way to heaven. Only for the Lord, y'all. And serve him faithfully with all your heart for consider. Yeah. 
What great things he's done for you. I'm trying to hold it together. I told myself I was going to teach today. But that last little line after that semicolon keeps bothering me. For consider what great things he's done. It's easy for me to get up at 8 o'clock because he woke me up every morning this week. It's easy for me to sacrifice and go hang with the children in the youth ministry because he kept air in my lungs. It's easy for me to join the ambassadors of singing the choir because he's kept me in perfect peace. You ought to consider some of the great things God has done for you. And if he's done something for you, can you not do something for him? Woo, church quiet this morning. That's why you got to do something. God's been great to you. Can I just holler at somebody who's still awake pre-pancakes and biscuits and just give God 30 seconds of a praise for some of the great things he's done for you? I, I, I'm not going to make you shout. You ought to look over your own life and just have some flashbacks and say, oh, he's been great paid bills I didn't know how they would get paid healed me when I didn't know how I would bounce back kept my mind together after the divorce and the grief held me together I owe him sacrifices I owe him my tithes and offerings I owe him to be a living sacrifice because he kept me living You're going to buy your child a meal in the car. Reach in to get Anita's french fry. And she gets upset because you eating one of her french fries. But she wouldn't have not now french fries if you hadn't bought all the french fries. That's how some of us act with God. You got the nerve to have an attitude with God and be half-baked and half-show up and only show up when it's your turn to shine. You wouldn't have no French fries if God hadn't given it all to you. So I give what I give and do what I do and serve like I serve and sacrifice like I sacrifice because everything I have, God gave it to me. Everything I know, God taught it to me. Where I am, God brought me here. And where I'm going next, he's going to take me there. So why must I serve the Lord? Because I'm a part of the body. Why must I serve the Lord? Because Jesus gives us the example that we're not here to be served, we're here to serve. Why must I serve the Lord? Because he's done too many great things. Next question I want to ask you. I promise it won't be long. I'm after 9.15, but y'all give me, can I get 10 more minutes? Can I, can, can I work? I ain't preached in, in four Sundays. Can I get 10 more minutes? How must I do something for the Lord? First question I asked is, why must I do something for the Lord? Now I want to ask the question, how must I do something for the Lord? Here it is, Psalm 101 and 2. This is how you got to do it because I came to talk to my uh, folks. You here serving, but your spirit nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm here, Pastor. Yeah, but we all glad when you're not here. Matter of fact, I've been here 40 years. I joined under Evans. I was here all through Jacob. I was here when you got here and before you got here. Yeah, but every time you walk away, it's blood on the floor because you don't know how to deal with people. I've been here, but you're not trustworthy. I've been here, but you mean. 
So serving the Lord is important, but how you serve the Lord is important too. Come here, Psalm 100, verse 1 and 2. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all ye lands, all the earth. Here it is, verse 2. Worship the Lord with gladness. Some versions say what? Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Which means how I serve the Lord is just as important as if I serve him at all. I've got to serve with the spirit of hospitality. I've got to serve with a spirit of excellence. I've got to serve with a spirit of gladness. Don't come showing up and you the one frowning. Yeah, you here, you sacrifice, and you frowning the whole time, irritated. You ought to be glad to be here. Alright, y'all don't want me to bother you? Colossians 3.23, here's another one. Whatever your task, put yourselves into it as done for the Lord and not just for your leaders or your masters or whoever asked you to do it. Whatever I do, I ain't doing it for the person that asked me to do it. I'm doing it for the Lord. And here's what we miss. Whatever your task, that's where we miss it. Because if it's a big moment, we're going to prepare real big. But whatever you're doing, if your task is to pick up trash, you ought to pick up trash like Michelangelo painted the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. What I might not have the solo, but I'm going to sing alto like I'm the only alto in this choir today. Whatever my task, I'm going to do it with a spirit of excellence. And I'm going to do it with all my heart and I'm going to do it not to be seen. It's all right. I knew y'all weren't going to say amen. I packed all my amens. I got amen, 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 amen. I got all the amens I need right here in my pocket. And you do it for the Lord. Some of you all have been blessed to be philanthropists. And your gift to the body of Christ is your ability to sow. And what I love about most philanthropists, they round here bawling in secret and don't want people to know somebody gave a whole scholarship in me and Bree's name for $25,000 and we've been able to bless students already and they were like don't call my name don't don't you tell nobody I did it because what you do in secret God a blessing to open do I have a witness around here? It doesn't matter if they acknowledge you. They didn't call my name. So what? Your name ain't important as long as his name gets glorified. That's all that matters. Sometimes serving the Lord is a thankless position. I got five more minutes. Here it is. What? Yeah, yeah, I can stay there for a minute. It's thankless. Thankless. You know what thankless means? That means don't nobody say thank you. And you still got to serve with the fullness of your heart, the intensity of your spirit, and not get a thank you. Woo. But here's where you're able to hold on. Because if when you give, the best of your service, telling the world that the Savior has come, be not dismayed when men and women don't believe you. The old folks say, he'll understand. And say well done, 
Can I ask you a question? Are you working for your well done? Are you working to hear God say good job? I don't care if you like it. I'm not doing it for you. Third thing I want to tell you, what happens? What happens when I do something for the Lord? Galatians 6, 7 and through 10. This is what happens. This is what happens. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, that shall you also reap. But we stop right there and we miss the real shout. Verse 8. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the spirit, you will reap eternal life from the spirit. Verse 9. Here's the one we know. So, let us not grow weary in well-doing for, this is what the King James Version says, in due season. Woo! I'm trying to hold it. We will reap if you faint not. Tell the person beside you, keep on serving. Tell them it pays off after a while. Oh, can't nobody pay you back like God. Can't nobody make it add up like God. It may show up 10 years later, but if you sowed it in the right heart, you will reap. See, we use this scripture as a violent scripture to hold it over people's head to warn them, you better not do nothing wrong because whatever you sow, you're going to reap it. But the real context of this scripture is whatever you sow for the Lord, whatever you sow with the right heart, not just money, your time, your sacrifices, love, forgiveness, grace, a hug, whatever you sow, you're going to reap it. So when you get tired of doing the right thing and people still treat you wrong, verse 9 comes in and says, so don't get weary in your well-doing because in due season. I told the deacons, didn't I tell y'all a few weeks ago, I said there are three types of due season. You got D.O. season. This Bishop Dale Bronner, he made this up and I love it. I'm borrowing it from him. I got to do that now because so many preachers steal stuff and don't give credit. You got D.O. season. That's due season where you got to do something for the Lord. And then you have D.E.W. season. That's where God allows some rain to fall on your due. He puts some dew on your due. And if God keeps putting some D-E-W on your D-O, eventually you'll walk into a D-U-E. If you keep doing something, he'll keep putting do on your do, and eventually you'll be due. Church folk don't know in the shop. I dare you to thank God for the day. It's going to all work together. John 12, verse 26. John chapter 12, verse 26. Last one. If any one of you wants to serve me, then follow me. This is Jesus talking. If any of you, one of you want to serve me, then follow me. Then you'll be where I am, ready to serve at a moment's notice. The Father, God, will do what? Honor and reward anyone who serves me. Sometimes you ought to just shout over God's word. Do I have to explain everything? That speaks for itself. If I keep serving, God is going to honor and reward anyone who serves Jesus. God is going to honor 
and reward anyone who serves Jesus still sleep God is going to honor and reward anyone who serves Jesus. People hating on you for where you are. Baby, you don't know what I sacrificed. You don't know what I sold. You don't know what I did in private. Don't hate on me now. It's my due season for God to honor and reward all the times I kept serving. Listen, I'm done. I got two stories and I'm done. Can I tell y'all how I got my first preaching engagement? To do a revival. My, my, my first revival, this is how it happened. The summer of 2006, I was a summer intern before that was even a term at my home church, Greater Travelers Rest Baptist Church, where Dr. E. Dewey Smith Jr. is a pastor. We were still in the building on 2600 HF Shepherd Drive, Decatur, Georgia, 30034. That's where I came from, Decatur West Greater. That's right next to Lithonia, where they own you. That's where I'm from. And this summer, some talent, some gospel talent show came, and, uh, and they needed some people to serve. And guess where they put me? I wanted to be down there where the singers were. I thought I would be up somewhere. They asked me to man the door where the next artist was going to come on the stage. I had a chair. All I did was sit in that chair. All I did for literally five hours, I sat in a chair. When the next person's time was to come on, I opened the door. Somebody would knock on the door. I would know it's time to open the door for the next person. They want the next contestant. And so I sat in a chair for five hours and kept opening the door. But something happened. While I'm sitting in the chair just to open the door for the next person to go, I was meeting people. I was able to hear their stories. I learned where everybody was from. And there was a lady that had visited to participate who was a youth pastor down in South Georgia. I believe it's Dublin, Georgia. If it's not, yeah, yeah, Dublin, you're down in the country. And, uh, and she said, young man, I love your spirit. You're so kind. She said, uh, are you a minister? I said, no, I'm still kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of discerning, trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to be. I don't really know. I haven't preached anywhere yet, not at that time. I said, I haven't preached anywhere. She said, mm, the Lord is doing something. Because I feel like I need to invite you to come to our church this October to do our youth explosion. I said, I've never preached. She said, I know, but I can't shake what I feel. Give me your number. I gave her my number. My first revival happened just like this. I opened the door for her. God used her to open a door for me. And when you can be low enough, humble enough to just serve in any capacity, God will use somebody to open a door for you that you could not have opened for yourself. Second story. During the sabbatical, I booked my own flight. Deacon Linda's healing. Pope, I had bothered him enough. I booked my own flight, but I didn't know there's certain things you got to do to make sure you get near first class. So I just booked the flight, and I figured they're going to choose my seat for me. Well, y'all, there's a couple things about Sharp you don't know. Uh, I have flight anxiety, and I need a window seat. And as long as I'm on the wing or in front of the wing, I'm comfortable. But the back of the plane was not made for me. 
Not that I'm too bougie or big, I'm too scared. And, and science, aerodynamics, they all agree the easiest seat on the plane is on the wing or near the front. In the back, you feel everything. So put me in the front. Well, I booked my own flight, trying to be grown. Didn't know to go in and do the seats. You know, I just figured that it was going to be right. So I looked at my ticket. I'm in seat 32C. In the back of the plane. In a middle seat. Bree said, what you going to do? I said, I already tried to fix it. They told me I can't do nothing. They just said, see us at the kiosk. I said, Bree, I can't do nothing. I just got to wait till I get there. Y'all, I got to the airport. By the time I got to the kiosk, the woman said, oh, I've been looking for you, Mr. Sharp. You've been upgraded. I said, upgraded to what? She said, you got the front seat and a window. I said, how? She said, obviously, you got status. You've been with Delta long enough that you got some miles under your belt. And when we see your name, some stuff just happens automatically because of how long you've been with us. I came to help you. Some of y'all got status with God because when he sees your name, he knows how long you've been with him. And some upgrades, God will just hook you up with because you got some status. Tell somebody around you, I got status. Don't be jealous about my come up. You didn't see my fall down. I got status. I've been given when I was broke. I was serving when I was tired. I sacrificed when I was empty. Everybody's standing. So time is filled with swift transitions. None on earth unmoved can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal and hold to God's unchanging hands. Can I tell you my favorite verse of that hymn? When your journey is completed, if to God you have been true, fair and bright your home and glory, your enraptured soul will view. Then the chorus says, hold to his hands. God's unchanging hands build your hopes on things eternal and keep on holding to God's unchanging hands. Listen, I'm going to open the doors of the church, but I'm going to do it in a different way today. Some of us need to rededicate our lives back to serving the Lord. I talked to one member yesterday. She's so sweet. She said, Pastor, I owe you an apology. When Pastor Jenkins left, I fell off. And she said, I haven't been what I need to be for this church or for you, and I apologize. I said, I understand. As soon as he left two months later, we were all in a pandemonium. So I said, so between a transition and a pandemic, all of us have fallen off. She says, but I commit. I'm back, and I'm going to help you build this church. And all I could do is praise God for her heart. Because right now, somebody needs to do the same. I'm going to open the doors for Jesus. I'm going to do that in a minute. But there's some people who are already saved, and you have not been serving. There's some areas of the church where you need it. I need a representative to come from the sanctuary choir. This is the choir right here. There's no reason the size of our church that this choir stand is not full. Representative of the sanctuary choir, please come stand. 
You should have a clipboard and some names. Come on, come on, come on. Give her a hand. Give her a hand. V-O-G. Voices of Genesis. Voices of Genesis is our young adult choir. They haven't sung since the pandemic. Our last Sunday all together singing, third Sunday of March, 2020. That's ages 18, and I'm going to lift it up to 45. If you want to join Voices of Genesis and recommit yourself, where's my Voices of Genesis representative? You got a clipboard and some papers to get some names? Yeah, and by, eight, by 11 o'clock, we'll have this together. I don't know why it's not together, but it's all right. Come on, clipboards. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come quickly, come quickly. First Touch Ministry is the ministry where we welcome new members into this church. Give them a hand for all they do. These are the people who make sure that the new members, thank you, Miss Mary, you can stand right here. Stand right here. Thank you. Everybody, need, we good life. That's our young adult ministry, our millennial ministry, Generation Z ministry. I need a good life representative. Our parking lot ministry. I need some men or women who don't mind at least once or twice a month saying, hey, Deacon Gilliam, I'm going to be out here to make sure these people don't cut up in the parking lot every week. I'm going to sacrifice to be outside. I know I want to be inside and get the word, but I might have to watch the rebroadcast so that I can be fed later so that we can serve now. I need a representative from the parking lot ministry. Uh-huh. Media ministry, we still need you. We're doing a good job, but we need more. Security ministry, to make sure that uh, nobody come in here and think they're gonna rob me in the middle of service. To protect all of us. Security ministry. Vibe ministry. That's our volunteer ministry. Children and youth ministry. You, you're gonna have to get a background check in order to work with our youth and our children. Somebody say amen. But if you have a heart for serving our youth and our children, it does matter that you sign up so we can at least begin the process of you becoming faithful. Sanctuary Choir, raise your hand. Sanctuary Choir, if you want to join the choir, come on down right now and sign up right now. Give your name, your number, and an email. Come on, sign up right now. Come on, 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. Voices of Genesis, where are you? Young Adult Choir that's coming back next month. Uh-huh. Come on. 18 to 45, come sign up. Come sign up. Who you representing, Dr. Carolyn? Uh-huh. All right. First Touch Ministry, if you want to help welcome our new members and reach out and call new people who have joined, come on, sign up right here. First Touch Ministry. Y'all ain't moving yet. Are y'all not understanding what I'm saying? I preached the whole sermon about you got to do something while you still still. You got to do something. Got to do something. Uh-huh. Parking lot ministry, where are you? Parking lot? parking lot ministry right here come on brothers some brothers some ladies right here parking lot ministry parking lot ministry who you representing who you representing good vibe vibe our volunteer ministry if you want to come volunteer and sign up for volunteering i'm waiting on you come on right here right here raise your hand high raise your hand high volunteering volunteering come on come on come on right now come on the doors of the church are open for Christians to be real Christians again. Youth and children ministry, where are you? Come on, sign up, sign up right here. Miss Gwen, with her hair beautifully wrapped. Come on, right here. Youth ministry, right here. With the youth t-shirt on. Children and youth ministry, right here. Come on, sign on up. I know it looks a little chaotic, but this is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Can we give God praise for those who are coming to work? Media, where's media? 
meteors to my far, far left, far right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anything else you want to do and you don't know what you want to do yet, come sign up right here with Damian Martin. Come sign up right here with Damian Martin so you can be filled in. You can be filled in and maybe discern what your area is. Right here, right here, right here. Please stop all unnecessary walking. If you're walking right now, let it be because you're on your way to sign up to do something for the Lord. Give these folks a hand who are coming. Voices of Genesis, the choir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you, I appreciate you. Who you represent? Security? All right, Deacon Marks is right here for us. Come on, step up two more steps, Deacon, so they can see you. You know you like to be seen. Come on, security right here, Deacon Marks. You can sign up with Deacon Marks right here. If you say, hey, I want to help keep this church safe, just give us a couple more minutes, amen? If you're online, you can scan the QR code that's on the screen and you can sign up there. Matter of fact, if you're in this church and you don't want to get down here in the mix of all of this, you can sign by scanning. Take your phone, take a picture, open your phone, get that QR code and you can sign up there. Amen, amen, amen. Give us your name and the easiest contact. Name and easiest contact. Medical ministry, come sign up right here. Thank you. Thank you all so much. You have to do something for the Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you don't know what you want to do, just come sign up right here with Brother Damien. But you know you want to do something and be utilized for God's glory. Come sign up right here. Come sign. Come on. Lord, come on. Come on, let the whole church sing it. We're going home. Five minutes. My I'll do what you say do. Use me, Lord, to show someone. And enable me to save. My storage is empty. And I your notepad. Say, Lord, I'm available. My will I give to you. I'll do what you say do. Use me, Lord, to show someone the way. And enable me to say, My storage is empty. And I am available. And I am.
Come on, one more time, one more time. Everybody in the church, say it with me. Say, Lord, I'm available. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I'll do what you say do. Use me, Lord, to show someone the way. And enable me to say, lift those hands and say, my storage. Say, I'm available to you. My storage is empty. My storage. Wait, 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 wait. My storage. And I am. My storage is empty. Deacons are coming now. If you want to give your life to Jesus, if you want to give your life to Jesus, if you want to join a church that's trying to represent Christ as best we can, if you want to connect or reconnect to Fellowship Chicago, I want you to come now and shake my hand and give God your heart. Some of you want to serve and want to do more and you're here, you're ready to work, you're ready to grow and you need to be saved. You want to rededicate your life back to God? You want to be baptized? Come on, I see one that's coming. Is there another? Is there another? Is there another? Come on, come on. Make it official today on the first Sunday of September. Oh yes, oh yes. Come on, come on. Come on, shake my hand, shake my hand. My storage. Bless you, brother. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Anybody else need to come? Come on, don't be shy. Come on, you can join online this morning. Send us a text message. Send us an email. You can join online. My storage. My storage. My storage. Come on, one more time. My storage. Anybody else need to come? Three have come. Let's welcome our new family members. Somebody else may need to come. I'm waiting on you, young man, young lady, woman, boy, girl. All right, all right. Well, we give God praise. What's your name? Marcus, welcome, Marcus. Y'all say, what's up, Marcus? What's your name? Lisa. Say, hey, Miss Lisa. What's your name? Say, hey, what's up, Dana? We welcome you. Our First Touch ministry is the ministry that some people just joined. They're going to get some information to you, get some information from you, and they're going to be in contact with you to help you go through the new members process and get you actively involved in ministry. If somebody doesn't email you before the week is over, tell me next Sunday. Huh? because we do things in excellence around here at Fellowship Chicago. Come on, this is one of our representatives right here. We welcome you into the family. Come on, come on, come on. Y'all make some crazy noise for them. Lord, I'm a 
Come on, let me hear y'all sing it. Everybody's standing. We're going home. My, I'll do what you say do. You mean Lord to show someone the way and enable me to say. My storage is empty. I want you to leave with that in your spirit. One more time, one more time. Lord, I'm available. This time I want you to lift your hands and I'll give you the benediction and we go home and enjoy Labor Day weekend. Lord, it's a prayer to God. I'm available. Come on, God, help me do something for you in church, out of the church. Whatever it is, use me. I'll do what you say do. Lift those hands to the Lord. Say, use me, Lord to show someone the way and enable me to say what are you going to tell them what you going to tell them tell them my storage my storage is empty and I'm available to you one more time my storage is empty my storage is empty my storage is empty real big my storage I've been waiting four weeks to say this to you again. May your struggles keep you near the cross. May your troubles show that you need God. May your battles end the way they should. And may your bad days keep on proving that God is good. I pray your whole life keeps on proving that God is good. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Tell the person beside you, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Tell them I love my storage. And I have a great week. Have a great week. Have a great week. Hey, mama. I'm praying for you. My storage. Hey family, I pray you've been blessed by this message that God gave me. I hope you stay connected to Fellowship Chicago through YouTube, Facebook, or our website. Go to fellowshipchicago.com today and make sure that you stay updated on all of the great things that are happening on the ship. Until we meet again, may you be blessed by the power, the peace, and the provisions of God. Peace, peace.